think about how delicately you hold your baby, you dress your baby, and you feed your baby. We do that because they're adorable, of course, but also because their skin is delicate. Know this. There is only one diaper brand that we recommend to give you the gentle protective care your little one needs. And that's Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Their Swaddler's diaper absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin dry, healthy, and beautiful. And when you use Swaddler's in tandem with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, you'll keep your baby's skin healthy. The wipes are made from 100% plant-based cloth, and you won't have to worry about tearing. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. That's right. So download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. If you want to learn something new, would you rather learn it on your own, from a random teacher, or from folks who are the best of the best in that skill? I think I know which option most of you would choose. That's made possible by Masterclass. In recent months, they've added classes from the likes of Ava DuVernay, who gives us tips on how to reframe our thinking in all walks of life. One of our personal favorites recently was the one-on-one time we got with Amy Poehler in her class on preparing to be unprepared. So good. With Ava DuVernay. With over 180 world-class instructors and a 30-day money-back guarantee for new members, there's no reason not to get started today. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash hard things. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash hard things. Masterclass.com slash hard things. Welcome back to We Can Do Hard Things. Today, we are picking up right where we left off with national treasure, Suzanne Stabile, an internationally recognized Enneagram teacher, co-author of The Road Back to You, and the author of The Path Between Us and The Journey Toward Wholeness. If you haven't listened to yesterday's episode yet, you're going to want to go back and start there. These two episodes are really going to help you understand yourself and your people better and figure out how to have more compassion for yourself and your people. So let's jump back in as Suzanne helps me understand more about why I am the way that I am. Attention fours. I I think that every single four on the planet is in the pod squad. (laughs) So listen up. And then she's going to dive into five, six, and Abby's seven. And then we'll put the Enneagram into practice to help improve our relationships. Here we go. I'm always trying to undo codependence because that tends to mess up my relationships. And somehow, and I don't know exactly how to explain it, the way that you're teaching the Enneagram, it it, it takes away codependence because it's like, you're not being how you are because it's my fault or because I have to do something different. It's not a reflection of me. It's like, that is, it, it's like an undoing of codependence somehow. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm a Christian and I love the church as long as my husband pastors in charge (laughs) (laughs) and people are being loved well and not hurt. Mm -hmm. And in my context, 
I can't understand, Glennon, why I, I get first chair as a two. Twos have every necessary gift to be codependent. Mm-hmm. Yes. And fours are second chair. Mm. So why do we have all the gifts for that if it's such a bad thing? People who have a gift of singing, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. Right? My codependent nature is my, it's a gift and mm-hmm. I've got a big one. Mm-hmm. And it almost destroyed two of my four children. Mm-hmm. So that's not good. Mm-hmm. But you see, I am codependent in the world because I don't bring up thinking. And you're codependent because you don't bring up doing. And once we're balanced in those three, codependency kind of falls away. Wow. Can you give me an example of like, if I'm feeling a certain way and then thinking about how I'm feeling, what is doing? Okay. You can't manage your feelings with thinking. Whoa. Ooh. You can only manage them with doing. Hmm. And after you commit to doing, then you get to think about which of the possibilities of doing you should follow through with that will respect your feelings and the feelings of other people. Hmm. But if you don't do then you don't stop long enough. And you know what you do? What fours do? I'm over-personalizing. Here's what fours do. Sorry, Amanda. I over-personalized <laughs> with you two. It just no, felt to me like- It was dead on. For a minute, it was like we were on a girl's trip. You know yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like we were all just in some place somewhere <laughs> chatting. So <clears throat> for fours, an average feeling is not, all that great. Mm-hmm. If fours are happy, they want to be happy. And if they're sad, they want to be sadder. Mm-hmm. But this space of just another day, nothing much going on, <laughs> you know, just a kickback, laid back day, that without a little punch of some feeling <laughs> is just not. Not quite it. Abby's crying again. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite it. Yeah. Not quite it. This is perfect. That's what you can use, Abby. You can say, I know this is not quite it for you, (laughs) but I need this moment. Yeah. Wow. And so, so if you bring up doing, you don't need it to be everything. Mm -hmm. Right. So do you mean like do something, like go for a yeah. walk, make a phone yeah. call? Well, be careful about the phone call. Right. Because then you want to talk you about what you're thinking about and your feeling. feelings and thoughts. <laughs> okay. All right. I gotcha. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're going to call somebody who's going to say, what are you going to do this afternoon? <laughs> then you better just wash the dishes. Okay. So is that like setting a boundary? Like you could talk about something that was bothering you, feel the bothering, do it is like doing, like act on that thing to make a thing or is it actual physicality? Okay. I got you. I got all of you. So I know that you have in your possession, the journey toward wholeness. Yes, we do. Yes. It's going to hand you spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. 
right, right, for right. you to do that are designed to help you manage your dominant center okay. so that you have enough space to bring up your repressed center. I love that. At the end of every chapter, there's a things to do. And it's yep. just like a lit. It's so good. Very concrete and, and, and efficient of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It was edited a number of times by people who are more like you. <laughs> Glennon would have much more to choose from if I hadn't been edited. <laughs> and so, Glennon, the beauty of you is that you're a four. Mm-hmm. And the problem is that you're a four. Mm-hmm. And so what we all have to do is wrap our arms around the totality of who we are and receive the three innate gifts that we were all given, thinking, feeling, and doing, and then use them intuitively, each one for what it's for. Mm -hmm. Our youngest son is a four, and when he stops doing, I know there's trouble. Mm -hmm. yeah and so what he's learning to do as his spiritual practice is rather than sharing with his husband walking the dogs at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and in the morning he does it because that's doing and that gets him out of his feelings because there's nobody there to get him whipped up with whipped up yeah 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 And when you feed your feelings and you think and feel and think and feel and think and feel, then it's not even the feeling you had in it. Exactly. I told my sister recently, I said, I'm trying to figure out what I actually think and not just what I could think. Because I could think a lot of things right now. I have paragraphs in my head about what I could legitimately uh, make a case around. Yeah. But I don't think I even feel that. No, you just need to walk the dog. Yeah. Y'all have dogs? Yes. Two. Two. You get on it. Yeah. <clears throat> you need to fire the dog walker <laughs> and you need to walk the dog. She just called you I, right out. She saw through that whole walking I'm, the dog thing. I'm as serious as I can be. Yeah. And if it's raining, you need to go do something else. And when you do that, when you, when you, when all of us, I have to do it, I have to think. Oh. <laughs> It's awful. I don't know, y'all. I have to feel, and I have the shortest stick of all. That's pretty hard to see. If you're not used to feeling and that's not your comfort zone and you have to start feeling, that's a hard one. I'd I'd rather rather walk walk the the dog dog than feel. (laughs) Yeah, you'd much rather do. None of that. Okay. Abby can help you. She's going to have to feel, too. A whole half a range of emotions that she doesn't like to feel at all. Mm. Here we go. Fives. Fives are thinkers who have feelings about what they think. Mm. Their orientation to time is the past. My guess is if we went to the place in Washington where they have all the patents, invented things, Mm. I would guess that fives would be at least 75%. Wow. Wow. Fives appear to be introverts even when they're extroverts. I don't know if I said that eights have the most energy of all the numbers. Mm-hmm. Nines have the least energy of all the numbers because they're trying to have no conflict. So they're they're boundaried internally and externally, mm-hmm. keeping out anything that's going to steal their peace, keeping in anything that's going to disturb the peace. 
but fives have a measured amount of energy. And I hope everybody who hears this who knows a five will never, ever forget this piece of what I'm about to say. Fives wake up every morning with the same amount of energy and they can't do anything to add to it. Hmm. That's what they get. And they can't save up extra from today for tomorrow. So they do all of life with this amount of energy every day. Hmm. Every phone call, every handshake, every encounter with a human being, every problem, everything that has to be solved, everything that requires energy takes it and takes it and takes it. And they live their lives trying to get home before the energy's gone because it's excruciating vulnerability if they don't make it. And so we say about fives, they're very withdrawn. They're very guarded. I don't know what they think. They don't say. I don't know what they feel. Who knows? And, and they are doing their best to show up for all the things and in, intuitively and intentionally measuring their energy as they go through the day. Hmm. They're observers who need to learn to participate. Mm-hmm. And they observe life, they say they do, rather than participate. And their work is they're, they're doing repressed. Mm. So they think and feel about what they think and feel about that. And that goes on. And doing for them, the reality for them is they plan to do things. <laughs> and they count that as doing. <laughs> Good. <laughs> My best friend since I was 18 uh, is a five on the Enneagram and she moved and uh, her backyard, she didn't like, she likes to work outside. So she had everything pulled up and then she started going to workshops to decide what to plant and reading books to decide what to plant and considering uh, if she was going to have a deck and looking at decks and decide what to plant. (laughs) And two years later, everything had grown back up and nothing was done because she was planning. And if you said to her, how's the backyard coming? She'd say, great. It's so good. (laughs) So uh, fives have to do. And what fives really want, well, they need to perceive things. And to perceive means to fully understand. And so they are thinking and observing and trying to fully understand what's happening. And they struggle to get out of whatever pattern they have set for themselves. Hmm. I wanted to coach basketball so bad. And when I was a sophomore at SMU, I had a chance to keep playing for SMU basketball and start a basketball program at a Catholic high school here in Dallas. And it happened to be where my friend Carolyn was already coaching and teaching. And I coached with her. I had the cheerleaders. She had the drill team. I had basketball and volleyball. She had track. And she just never really got whipped up about much of anything. And I thought, how do you behave that way? (laughs) Well, because she has to keep her energy till she gets home. She got to measure everything. But I didn't know the Enneagram then. And fives don't like to be touched too much because it takes energy from them. 
And y'all, I know this is going to come as a shock to you, but I'm a toucher. (laughs) (laughs) They walk in a room now. I have a guy who's in my current cohort and he's a pastor. And he walks in the room and he hugs me really big when he first gets here for three days. He gives me this huge hug. And then he looks at me and says, is that good for the weekend? Can you not hug me again? And he's trying so hard, right? That's his work. Right. Right. That's his work. You see how simple it is? Yes. And he's trying to honor your number too, right? Like he's trying to honor you. Yeah. It's like, let's get this out of the way so I can sit in the back. Right. And just take in information. Morgan Harper Nichols is a five. Y'all know her. We just interviewed her. Yes. Well, she's a five on the Enneagram and she was in my cohort. And she and the other five sat at the back right on the room. Now, remember, there's just 42 people here. Mm -hmm. And they named it Fifth Avenue. (laughs) (laughs) And they all sat back there where nobody was going to touch them. They were boundaried and protected by each other. And they could just think together. And at the end, they wrote me the most beautiful letters about all that they think about what they experienced. (laughs) Oh, that's so beautiful. Isn't it beautiful? Mm -hmm. And you and I would hate it. Right. That's right. Fives are the only number that's capable of neutrality. Wow. Nines see two sides to everything, but they have a preference. Mm. Fives, neutrality is their thing. The weather's getting warmer, which is wonderful because we can say bye-bye to big bulky sweaters and jackets and hello to shorts and tees. I just ordered three of Quince's muscle tanks. Check out their European linen shirt dress. I got it in the blue and white stripes. Classic. It's beautiful and summery and gorgeous and linen, and it was less than $50. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And Quince cuts out the costs of the middleman and passes the savings to us. But they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. You will love all of it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash hard things for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash hard things to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash hard things. One of the things that I think we should be mindful of is that it costs them more to show up for an intimate relationship than any other number. Mm. And I don't mean just marriage. I mean an intimate friendship. It takes everything they have to do that. Mm -hmm. And people who don't know that and fives who don't know the Enneagram, who don't know how to teach people how they see the world. It means that we are, misjudging every number correct like we're misjudging every number Mm -hmm. because we don't understand how they see five's orientation to time is the past which is a great place to be because no it's all the touching and all the talking Mm. and all the stuff's already past me i don't have to do anything back there (laughs) (laughs) 
sixes. I believe there are more sixes than any other number. Hmm. And at this juncture, uh, I really think that's a good thing because sixes are the number who are the most concerned about the common good. Mm. They're the people who are willing to do the stuff in the back room that nobody knows about. Mm. They are the fabric that hold together every organization that we belong to. Mm. You know, they do the name tags. They pack the giveaway bags. Different from other numbers, though, there are two kinds of sixes, phobic and counterphobic. All sixes are focused on authority. All of them. So they all know what authority wants. And phobic sixes adhere to that authority. They think that's where safety is. So they would rather surrender than push. And they believe if you go by all the rules and do all the things, things are going to work out really well. Counterphobic sixes don't trust authority. And so they watch authority figures to see to it that they're just and that they're good to everybody and that they're taking care of the people who aren't at the top. They do what they say they're going to do. And if authority doesn't do that with counterphobic sixes, counterphobic sixes will just take you out. Mm. They're kind of like uh, eights. They often misidentify as eights and are misidentified as eights. The difference is uh, sixes have a lot of anxiety. And the passion that's associated with sixes in ancient Enneagram wisdom, which I adhere to as closely and as much as I can, is fear. And to tweak fear just a little bit, it's actually anxiety because sixes are worried about possible future events. They're great in an emergency. They can handle anything while it's happening. Mm -hmm. They're worried about the stuff that's down the road. Mm -hmm. And that is anxiety. Anxiety is being concerned and worried about possible future events. Right. And, um, you know, they don't need a lot of attention. They like to be counted on. Lots of them teach school. Lots of sixes have told me that they've taught second, third, and fourth grade. And I say, well, why did you change teaching teams? I know what the answer is, so it's not a fair question. But 80% say because they asked me to be the lead teacher and I just don't want to. Mm -hmm. I just want to teach kids. I don't want to do all that. Other stuff. Mm -hmm. Sixes are thinking dominant and thinking repressed. Wow. Because they're a core number. Three, six, and nine are core number. Nines are doing dominant and doing repressed. That means they walk into a room and knows what needs to be done. And they think somebody else should get to it. <laughs> yes. Threes walk into a room and read the feelings because they're feeling dominant. And then they set feelings aside because they're feeling repressed. Wow. Sixes are thinking dominant and thinking repressed. Oh. And so that means that they misuse the thinking center. And they use the thinking center to manage their fear and their anxiety by having a plan for possible future events. Mm. And they think, okay, if this happens, I'm going to do this. And if this happens, we'll do this. If this happens, we'll do this. And then most of the things don't happen. Mm. And they wasted all of that <laughs> thinking on that. <laughs> mm. Sevens. 
sevens. I think it's really hard to be a one. I think it's really hard to be a seven. Oh. And I think it's really hard to be a four. We can do hard things, Suzanne. <laughs> yes. There you go. Is that where that came from? <laughs> In Golly, general. Life is hard. <laughs> oh, I know. We can do hard things. Yeah. <laughs> so most people kind of want to have the things that sevens have. They want to be able to lighten up the heavy stuff and walk into a room and kind of, you know, lift everybody up a little bit. They want to be easy, easy to be with. And they want to make everybody's life better using humor and logic. Hmm. And it doesn't work. So I'm going to just address the logic because Joel's a seven too. My guy here, you know, our son that works with us full time or we work with him or we all work together. I don't know how to say that. So everybody gets it that it takes all three of us. Yes. (laughs) But he's a seven. And as his mom, I know intimately what's hard about being a seven. And I know that when he started his journey towards sobriety in all things. Nobody wanted that. Mm-hmm. What happened to you? You're not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. What's wrong? Are you depressed? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with you? Do we need to do something? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Joel's answer is, I'm doing what you and dad taught me to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm doing my work. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's harder for sevens to fall and get up without making falling a joke mm. than anybody else on the planet. Yeah. Wow. That feels right. And so since childhood, I'm going to say things, Abby, and you just stop me when they're not true. Okay. Since childhood, you have been able to reframe any negative into a positive. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. And you do it so quickly and so intuitively and so easily that it means it was possible for you to live for a long time without grieving, without dealing with loss, and without embracing the other half of the emotional field, which I'm sure somebody refers to frequently as dark emotions. Mm -hmm. And you were able to reframe things and reframe this and reframe that and reframe this and reframe that to make it all work and to keep moving and to keep being what everybody wanted you to be until you came upon the first thing that you couldn't reframe. And when that happens for sevens, all the dominoes fall. Mm -hmm. And it's like you have to deal with everything that you didn't grieve and everything that you weren't able to be sad about and everything that you've been carrying somewhere, but you don't know where. Seven's orientation to time is the future. And I mean, it's detailed. Mm. Future plans have details. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Correct. 
Oh my gosh. The first weekend that Joel traveled with me, when he started working with us, we drove back from Louisiana. It's like three and a half hour drive that I, I don't know, took 11 or something. He started by telling me that he was going to get a motorcycle someday, which I'm totally opposed to. Yeah. And then he told me what his boots are going to look like, what his pants are going to look like, what his helmet's going to be like. Like he has the whole thing planned out. And then we were finally in Dallas. (laughs) And I said, over my dead body, will you get a motorcycle? (laughs) We've had this exact situation. Sure. Suzanne, even down to the motorcycle. Oh. And the costume. Oh, got it. Yeah. I'm with you. So. Yeah. So what I'm saying is when you can reframe in real time, anything that might make you come over here, when you don't practice a full range of emotions because of the way you're put together, it's not your fault. Mm -hmm. It's not like somebody said, Hey, you need to be over here more. Nobody said that. Mm -hmm. In fact, everybody said, what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Come back over here. Mm -hmm. And so then when you can't reframe this, there's just trouble that you have no tools to manage. It's actually really interesting. Sometimes I'll instinctively go into the reframe and Glennon, she's such a a truth seeker that she'll say, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound as true as it could be. And it makes me like, like it had literally happened this morning and I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, that's right. It's me not wanting to experience the feeling that whatever the circumstance is forcing me to feel, or I should be feeling. You today need to order Miriam Greenspan healing through the dark emotions Mm -hmm. Okay, and read every word and then read it again. Because when you can't make space for a full range of emotions, all these other things happen Mm -hmm. like addiction. Mm -hmm. That's, why sevens struggle so much with potential addiction Mm -hmm. because anything that happens that would be a warning signal, you reframe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And anytime you try to go over here, people come get you and bring you back over here to where they want you to be. (sighs) And they do it for all the right reasons. It's because they love you, care about, it's all the right reasons. It's just inadequate. Because for a seven, like I've noticed it, some of Abby's old people in her life have suggested that they're more concerned about her now than they were when she's in active addiction. It's like people don't see past the, but she looked happy that, or like for sevens, if they start to deal with their harder side and they are actually experiencing all of it. And so sometimes they actually do seem sad or they do seem angry or they do. It's because they're healing, but people see, well, you used to be happy. That's right. All the time. Mm-hmm. So all of us, you know, nobody's excited that I'm not volunteering to teach vacation Bible school. Right. Pastor's wives do that. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I teach adults. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do my part for the world. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you sure do. enough do. But nobody wants me to quit being a helper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good old Suzanne, you know, you she'll do it. Mm-hmm. The healthier I get, the less I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pod Squad, we know about you. 
You, like us, pamper your pups with clothes, fluffy beds, toys all the days, any little thing their goodest hearts desires. Why then would we settle for burnt, smelly pellets in their dog dishes? Maybe you don't. Maybe you go with the farmer's dog like I do for Seamus, and you reap the benefits of giving your dog real, fresh, healthy food. It looks like real food because it is real food. It's made with human-grade kitchens with the same gentle cooking you'd use if you were preparing meals for your family. It's even fun signing up. You answer questions about your dog, like what health issues they might have, how old they are, what breed and personality they have, and more. You're not only getting fresh pre-portioned food, you're getting fresh pre-portioned food for your specific dog. And your dog may just have a newfound respect for their human Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at www.thefarmersdog.com slash hard things. Food made in human-grade kitchens with the same gentle cooking you'd use if you were preparing meals for your family. Maybe more. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at www.thefarmersdog.com slash hard things. Things. In terms of like where I am dominant, obviously the feelings part is the thing that I need to work on. Can you orient me in terms of like what comes first? You're a thinker. A thinker. Okay. So five, six, and sevens are in the thinking triad. Okay. And that means you take in information with thinking. And then you do something about what you think. Mm-hmm. And then you think about what you've done. Mm -hmm. And then you do something literally about what you think about what you've done. Mm -hmm. And all of that keeps you from this range of feelings. Mm. So to be clear, to just to be very clear, you and Glennon and I are all equally messed up. Mm. And Amanda looks good, but she's messed up. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. All right. So now let's think about that. You have a half range of feelings, Abby, Mm -hmm. and you have picked up for your whole life that that's where people want you to be, Mm -hmm. the people that you love, and you're still getting that message. Mm -hmm. And that's a mess. You got to get over here and be over here too. And Glennon, You don't want happy to just be average happy. You want extra happy. Mm -hmm. And you don't want sad to be average sad. You want extra sad. Mm -hmm. And Amanda, you want to know how everybody feels, but then you don't want to be bothered with it while you're getting your stuff done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Correct. And I want to make everybody want me by knowing what they feel and doing something about it. Now, the same Enneagram that taught me that teaches me what to do about it. And what we have to do is not control. That's not the word. We have to manage our dominant center. Mm -hmm. But in Enneagram work, you never push down anything. You bring up what will create balance. Mm -hmm. So you're going to manage it, but you're not going to try to push it down. And you're going to bring up your repressed center. And you're going to use that middle center 
to deal with your default emotion. The default emotion for twos, threes, and fours is shame. The default emotion for eights, nines, and ones is anger. And the default emotion for five, sixes, and sevens is fear. Hmm. And your support center that's in the middle, its purpose is to help you manage your default emotion. So just under the surface all the time for us is twos, threes, and fours is shame. Mm -hmm. It's just waiting in the wings. Mm -hmm. Just waiting to get us. Mm-hmm. And for five, sixes, and sevens, fears just waiting in the wings. And for eights, nines, and ones, it's anger. Okay. Can you, Suzanne, give us as a four, a seven, and a three? What are some, what is a simple way we can love each other better or handle conflict? Okay. Well, let's start with love each other better because. Conflict can be very loving, so I want to separate those. Okay. All right. Based on our conversation today and my awareness of some of the stories that make up your lives, this sounds so self-serving. I'm really struggling. But honestly, the best way you can love one another better is to agree that each of you is going to go to the journey toward wholeness Mm -hmm. and pick out two things, just two, that you're going to work on and share it with the other two and say, I'm asking you to hold my feet to the fire Mm -hmm. to see to it that I do these two. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's now, do let me it tell and you, then report Let me back. tell you what one of the two needs to be. Okay. A contemplative practice. Mm, I love that. <laughs> a 20-minute sit every day. You might love it, but your two buddies here don't. I do not. <laughs> so, Abby, I want you to hear Joe Stabile, the love of my life, teach contemplative prayer. Mm. And we will send you a link for that when we finish today. Thank you. Because once he teaches it to you, you'll think, I, I kind of want to try that. Mm. And we will send prayer beads to all three of you. Mm. And the prayer beads will come with a prayer card that is for the fruits of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. So for all three of you, you need a distraction as you try to begin a sit. You can't go from the world to nirvana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're going to pray the beads. Mm-hmm. to get you there. Okay. And they're fruits of the Spirit. And what you'll find out is that after you pray the beads for, I don't know, Joe created the beads, by the way. He mm-hmm. created the prayers. He created the beads. Mm-hmm. I found out that we were the only denomination, Protestants, that didn't have prayer beads, mm-hmm. and I couldn't stand it. Mm-hmm. It's like, if some people don't have it and I don't have it, I'm okay. But if everybody else has it and I don't, <laughs> must be missing something. <laughs> So he wrote the prayers and he designed the beats. And what you'll find is that after you pray them for a while, you're just a little more patient. Mm. You're just a little more gentle. Mm -hmm. You're just a little bit kinder. Yeah. 
I never can remember the last one. So I'm still struggling with that. Right. <laughs> the last one is self-control. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, so you pray the beads and you've learned what Joe has to teach you about doing a sit. And this for everybody, everybody who's listening, mm-hmm. this is what you do. Mm-hmm. And from the foundation of a contemplative practice, you begin to do other things. Mm-hmm. So as you look at the list so that you can do the work, figure out the one that you most want to do and then don't do that. One. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. Because the one you most want to do is going to feed your dominant center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not what we need. Right. God, I love that it comes down to just like sit still and work on your own shit. <laughs> right. So well, we you can know love when you hear, better. except when you hear Joe teach contemplative practice, you're supposed to sit still and let go of your shit. Mm. Okay. Not work on it. Mm. You're supposed to let it go. And honestly, I've been doing a 20 minute sit almost every day for. I don't know, 30 years. Wow. And when I don't do it, everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, we can do hard things. Okay. I know that developing a contemplative practice is a really hard thing. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. I, I'm all in. It's really hard for me too. Okay. Now, how you love one another better. You use Enneagram language instead of personal language Mm -hmm. to work through difficulty. Hmm. There's no way y'all can work together and live together and do all that and and not have trouble. That's not a thing. That's not reality. Mm -hmm. So you whiteboard it for a while so that you are looking at it and then you'll learn to do it without that. And you just say, all right, the three wants this, the four wants this, the seven wants this. What is the thing that we should do? What encompasses what we need? Where is the path? And y'all, you can say things using Enneagram numbers that you cannot say using somebody's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just too hurtful if you use names. Yeah, that makes such good sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love that. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you are feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Their specialized recruiting professionals engage with their proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative, and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Oh my goodness. Wow. You are a gift. You You have been missing from my life for too long. (laughs) Y'all have no idea what it's like to have me in your life and not wanting to go away. So 
Hunker down. I put my phone number in the chat. We need phone numbers Mm -hmm. and we need addresses so we can send you the beads. Okay, perfect. We will do it. Suzanne, this has been such a gift. I feel like I already know my sissy and my wife better and I'm going to do your things. I'm going to do your contemplative sit. I have actually read all of your books, but I haven't finished the wholeness one. So I'm going to go back to that to finish it. And I hope you will come to our house when you're in California. I'll let you know when we're coming. Okay. If you're serious, I'm serious. I, we're we serious. Are. Okay. Well, I am too. Joe will be with me and you, okay. you know, then you'll just adore him. Okay. Well, Everybody does. I would just say this though. I don't have a lot of space for relationships. So I don't invite them without commitment. Mm. And I just began allowing relationships into my life two years ago. And I know what you mean. And I feel the same way. I'm not going to reframe this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) When you come, we can talk about happy things and sad things, as long as they're very happy and very sad. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) We love you, Suzanne. When we want to be in the middle of happy and sad, we'll send you to do something. Okay. Yes. Walk the dogs, lady. Pod squad. Oh, y'all. I'm so thankful for this opportunity to be with you. Oh, and I so hope I gave you what you want. You You more than. Jeez Louise, more than. And thank you for all that because what an offering. All of the thinking and feeling that that required of you. I kept thinking, looking at you, how much you were offering and I'm grateful for all of it. Mm. Loved it. Thank you for your work. Okay. You Thank too. you for your way of being in the world. Thank mm. you for your courage. Mm. You know, I'm not sure people even know what that means anymore. Mm. What does courage mean to you? Telling the truth. Trusting my aging body to get me where I need to be and mm. that I'll do okay. Wearing those ugly black socks so my feet won't swell on an airplane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Courage. Bye, Pod Squad. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for coming. If this podcast means something to you, it would mean so much to us if you'd be willing to take 30 seconds to do each or all of these three things. First, can you please follow or subscribe to We Can Do Hard Things? Following the pod helps you because you'll never miss an episode and it helps us because you'll never miss an episode. To do this, just go to the We Can Do Hard Things show page on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and then just tap the plus sign in the upper right-hand corner or click on follow. This is the most important thing for the pod. While you're there, if you'd be willing to give us a five-star rating and review and share an episode you loved with a friend, we would be so grateful. We appreciate you very much. We Can Do Hard Things is produced in partnership with Cadence 13 Studios. Mm -hmm.